From JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Yep, morning, Mike. Now the lockdown. There's, I've read some stunning figure this morning, the percentage of people, the number of people in China that are somehow locked down or under restriction at the moment is amazing. It is. And, and the other thing to note is that when, when you do a lockdown in Shanghai, it's actually a real lockdown. Yeah. It's not sort of lockdown light that we see elsewhere. So... Yeah, look, plenty of risks on the market front at the moment, Mike. So we've got economic risks, geopolitical risks. I mean, yeah, to, I suppose to be honest, they're always risky. Feel these more keenly sometimes, though. We've got lots of focus on what's happening in Eastern Europe and on inflation. But uh, I think I've said it a couple of times, China has sort of receded. It's not on the front page anymore. Uh, we had that big scare around Evergrande. That was sort of front page for days on end about that default. But Xi Jinping has sort of turned the focus inwards. But we can't lose sight of what's happening in, in the sort of the economic superpower or of the fact that it's our, you know, our largest trading partnership. So on April the 6th, Mike, and this is the best information I can get, there are approximately 25,000 new cases of COVID in China. Now they are still pursuing the elimination strategy. And we now have the most significant lockdown measures we believe in China since, um, I suppose, sealing off Wuhan two years ago. Now, so Shanghai's locked down. We know that. So that's 26 million people. But that doesn't appear to be the only place. There are several other big cities that would appear to be locked down as well. And we haven't really talked about the potential hit to economic activity that you're going to get out of this. And Goldman Sachs apparently have done some work suggesting that real-time uh, total output will be about 7% lower than would normally be the case with these lockdowns. But So we've got sort of lower levels of economic activity now in one of the two biggest economies in the world. But unfortunately, that's not the only issue because one of the, I suppose, the the bane of our lives over the last couple of years is these supply chains. So now we're going to get potentially more disruptions to global trade. So you've got the port in Shanghai. It's not operating normally. Apparently ships are now backing up at Shanghai. And on another level, you can't actually get trucks in and out of Shanghai as effectively as you could. So goods can't get in and can't get out. And, you know, you do have to, I suppose we have to think about what the COVID risk is mm. in this area. Um, Shanghai is in the Yangtze River Delta. It's a critical region to the economy. You've got 235 million people living there. That's 24% of Chinese GDP. So COVID getting out and about into that area could have reasonably material impacts at a pretty high level, Mike. And we got default back on the agenda because, of course, all these frozen assets, uh, about half of the war chest for Russia is frozen. So they're going to have to maybe pay in ruples, which is against the rules, of course. So, so is this trouble? It is, but potentially it's trouble. So you've got this terrible conflict in Ukraine, which is being fought on the ground, but the pressure increasingly sort of coming to bear economically on Russia. The thing is now you've got Russia backed into a corner, and now Russia's looking for ways to sort of turn the economic weapons back on the West. So as you mentioned, Mike, you've got these sanctions. US Congress in the last hour or so has voted to revoke Russia's trade status from the most favoured nation. That opens the door to sort of more punishing tariffs on a range of Russian goods. Uh, that Belarus has been pulled into that as well, and that's the formal step to revoke trade relationships, which were effectively sort of severed several weeks ago. But, but debt and the Russian currency, the ruble, are now becoming the new war front. And, Mike, I think we, we need to note here the ruble is back trading at around 80 rubles to the U.S. dollar. That's not far, in fact, almost where it was before the conflict. Right. Now, we think Russia might. We think they're cut off from the global economy. But Bloomberg Economics expects the country will earn nearly $321 billion from energy exports this year. Now, that is up a third from last year. In other words, plenty of people are still dealing with them. Now, Russia's flirting with technical default. Yesterday, the Russian Finance Ministry said it had used rubles 
to pay about $650 million in dollar-denominated debt obligations. They did this because the U.S. government has blocked access to U.S. dollars, uh, to the U.S. dollars they've got in American banks. Um, under these agreements, you can't actually do that. You can't pay, repay U.S. dollar debt in other currencies. So it's a technical default. It hasn't happened for ages. But this is only going to, the more Russia's backed into corner, Mike, the more we're going to see this weaponization of, of, of finance. Numbers, please. Um, the U.S. markets have actually turned, they've gone green in the last hour or so. Uh, the Dow Jones, 34,500, so about five points. And the S&P 500 is up about nine points, 4489. Uh, the Nasdaq's still sort of a little bit lower on the day, 13,835, down about 0.4 of a percent. Uh, overnight, the FTSE 100 lost 36 points. Uh, 7551. The Nikkei lost 461 points, about 1.7 percent. 26888. Shanghai Composite down 47, not unsurprising. 1.4 percent. 3236. Yesterday, in the uh, across the Tasman, the ASX 200 lost 0.63 percent. 7442. And we were sort of pretty flat yesterday, down three points. 12,075. The currencies, we are under 69 cents now, 0.6894 against the US dollar, 0.9218 Aussie, 0.6336 euro, 0.5276 pounds, 85.46 against the Japanese yen. Uh, gold, $1,934.95. And just to have a little bit of good news before the weekend. Here we go, it's under 100. Not quite. Oh, flirting. It was before. It's flirting. It was before. It's flirting. Well, it might be. I haven't checked it since I started talking. A uh, hundred bucks. Call it a hundred. Call it around hungy. <laughs> around hungy. <laughs> All right, mate. Have a good one. See you Monday. JMOWealth.co.nz. Andrew Kelleher.